Tales of True Debate Adventure is made possible by the generous contribution of bandwidth by Nostrum, the debate soap opera, where deontology is more than just an idea, it's a rebuttal. For further debate recordings and other items of debate interest, visit www.jimmenick.com or if you see him in person, give him $20 and watch him make it disappear. search for the lost indigo. A long time ago, at a debate tournament far, far away, the car cut through the night like a novice digging into a tray of debate ziti. In the distance, there was the sound of coyotes howling from the hilltops. Mountain lions, gophers, and other vicious predators lie in wait on all sides of the road, hoping for the one misstep that would set them on a feeding frenzy. Haven't seen anything like this since Anzio in 44, the captain said, his hands tight on the helm. How the hell old is this guy anyhow? The first mate muttered under his breath. In the back seat, LP, that's E-L, new word, P-E-A, L.P., a mercenary from Policia, continued his exegesis on the late film career of Joan Crawford. It came right after the middle career, he pointed out, but before the actual end. The threesome had just shipped out from the Ridge High School. They had left their crews behind. Their first mate, a one-eyed Irishman named Cruz de la Cruz Acruzio Jr., had wanted to check that his regiment was successfully bivouacked. But the captain, a veteran of many years and little hair, who was known only as the Tab Whisperer, refused to allow it. 
There's enough tents in Ridge to camp a thousand of your bloody little scientists, he had said, pushing Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. into the car and slamming the door on him, breaking off two fingers and a can of Red Bull in the process. As for the mercenary, L.P., he had slipped quietly amidships, happy for any transport to the night's bunk, even one as dubious as the vessel of the Tab Whisperer. He cast his eyes down on his copy of Mommy Dearest for fear of catching any of the old man's wrath. And the car pulled out of the ridge parking lot, headed for the motel, a haven called the Indigo. They were not unprepared for the journey. Although none of them had ever visited this port before and its promise of a bed, a bath, and a pint of ale by the warm pub's fire, plus a nice continental breakfast, no extra charge, and free wireless, they believed they could reach it before the morning's light. Captain Tab Whisperer had a chart. Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. had the magic sextant. L.P. had total recall of both berserk and straitjacket. What could possibly go wrong? I think we turn right up here, Captain Tab Whisperer said, consulting his chart, hand-drawn for him by the master cartographer, Fra Mapgoogle. Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. consulted his magic sextant. It's going bloop bloop, he whispered softly. And sure enough, the tiny device in his hand was slowly, steadily proclaiming they were on the right track with its steady call of bloop, bloop. The magic sextant, crafted by the wizard known as Jobs Cupertino, was, in fact, an eye sextant, capable not only of divining location by the position of the stars, but of communicating its beholder's voice beyond all imaginable distances, of playing the music of everyone except the Beatles because of the whole apple-apple thing, and of texting countless pointless messages for a mere extra $20 a month, the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise, provided you could negotiate the damn touchscreen keyboard. But, hey, we're not here to complain. We've been driving a couple of hours now, the captain grumbled. It's still going bloop-bloop, Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. replied. We're on course. Some people say she jumped the shark with Flamingo Road, came a voice from the back seat. The car drove on. Occasionally, Captain Tab Whisperer would pull over and consult his chart in the pale dashboard light, while the first mate confirmed that, according to the eye sextant, they were still on course. We're still bloop-bloopin', he would say, confident that the magic of his machine would get them to their destination, and the captain would return the vehicle to the path, and they would drive on. Bloop-bloop, the little machine would say. Bloop-bloop, the little first mate would repeat. There was comfort in the litany. The car pressed on as the night darkened. There was no moon in the sky. There were no stars to guide their way, only the chart and the bloops. And then, as if in answer to a prayer, they reached the street that they knew would lead them to the haven of the indigo, and they made the right turn that would safely end their journey. Bloop, bloop, Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. said confidently. I think we took a wrong turn back there, L.P. said, much as Joan did when she agreed to star in Trog. 
The chart said go right, the tab-whisperer said, refusing to swerve from his appointed course. And, the maid added, we're bloopin'. And the car went on. A momentary flash of the headlights was reflected in the eye of a tiger in a baobab tree. A crocodile slipped noiselessly into the swamp. A baby, abandoned by the nuns and left to be raised by wolves, softly sobbed in a bramble bush. And the car went on. I'm not bloopin', Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. said, a note of fear entering into his voice. The port should be straight ahead of us, or so the eye sexton says, but it's not bloopin'. The chart has us on course, the captain said. According to Wikipedia, the mercenary said, on May 8, 1977, Crawford gave away her beloved Shih Tzu, Princess Lotus Blossom, which signaled to her closest friends that her death was near. Do you have internet access back there? Tab Whisperer asked. Yeah, no, but Menick is writing this on the computer, and he just looked it up and copied and pasted it, which is one way of getting dialogue into a story. Amen to that, Tab Whisperer said. We are definitely not blooping anymore, the first mate said, returning everyone's attention to their dire straits as he put down the magic sextant and looked out the window for the first time. Where are the bloop bloop are we? I haven't the foggiest idea, the tab-whisperer replied. He took action. He turned left. No indigo. He turned right. No indigo. Then he turned straight. Still no indigo. We have met the intersection of reality and the Internet, Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. said. He grabbed the captain's arm. I'm frightened, NTM. This is all new construction. The eye sextant hasn't caught up with it yet. Neither has Frob McGoogle, the tab-whisperer agreed. Neither would a Joan had she lived to see it, L.P. added. They were lost beyond lost. They were without hope. Smelling the death on their breaths, the carrion-eaters started to circle overhead. The buzzards, the vultures, the crows, the Canada geese. It's a jungle out there, Cruz de la Cruz or Cruzio Jr. said, the miasma of impending doom settling on his soul. I told you we should have turned left, L.P. said. I'm from Policia. We deal in facts. Listen to me or we'll die out here. The tab whisperer exchanged a glance with his first mate. Got nothing to lose, he said. Cruz de la Cruz or Cruzio Jr. nodded. If we're going to die, at least we should die trying. The tab-whisperer swung the car around and headed in what could only be termed the wrong direction. A serial killer, looking out the window of his bungalow at the car bearing the threesome, pulled out his hockey mask and uttered a little prayer that the night would last forever. I'm bloopin', Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. announced with uncharacteristic glee. Bloop, bloop, he cried. Bloop, bloop. You're blooping, the captain asked, afraid to accept this moment of luck. Bloop, bloop, said Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. Bloop, bloop, bloopity damned bloop. No wire hangers ever, came the triumphant cry from the back seat. And not far in the distance, the bright lights of the safe port of Indigo were shining. We're there, Cruz de la Cruz, Ocruzio Jr. shouted, dropping down and kissing the ground. 
No, we're not there, the captain said. We're still in the car, so you can't possibly drop down and kiss the ground yet. Have you no respect for the requirements of a narrative? Didn't you ever read Aristotle? The first mate lowered his head. I'm sorry. I just got a little carried away. There will be no getting carried away in this car, bub. Are you going to mention the part where I called the hotel on the I section and they told us which way to go? Cruz de la Cruz Ocruzio Jr. asked. And ruin a good story? The tab whisperer replied. Dream on. And they pulled into the parking lot as the smell of cinnamon and pine trees, an unbathed policy debater, came wafting through the front door of the haven known as the Indigo. Bloop, bloop, said the little eye sextant one last time. Added L.P., there's a name for you ladies, but it isn't used in high society, outside of a kennel. And another debate journey had come to an end. (laughs) 